Hey everyone, just a quick note about this episode. I made a mistake. I forgot that at the very end of this episode, Kyle G. Jones is going to be reading day one of the Advent devotional. I didn't mention that in the episode, but stay tuned. At the very end of the episode, you can hear Kyle read day one of the Advent devotional, and you won't want to miss it. It's beautiful and it's wonderful. All right, here comes the intro. I'm Tanner Olson, and this is episode 38 of Walk a Little Slower, a podcast where I share a little hope, a little love, and a little bit of what I've been learning. This is a podcast where you are invited to slow down, to lean in, to hold fast, and to eventually, to eventually keep going. Welcome. Welcome back to another episode of the Walk a Little Slower podcast. This week, I have another interview for you, and this time it's with my friend Kyle G. Jones. We'll be talking about his new Advent devotional titled The Sinner Saint Devotional, Advent and Christmas. Kyle co-wrote this book with Kathy Morales, another incredible writer. This book is published by 1517, an organization that seeks to share the goodness and grace of God with the world. But before we jump into the conversation, I wanted to remind you of something that you already know, Christmas It's almost here. You know this. But I want to remind you to keep an eye out for new items coming to my online store, writtentospeak.com, as well as new clothing coming to writtentowear.com. I know, that's a lot to remember. But lucky for you, I have all of that in the show notes. If you haven't yet visited those websites, go ahead, do so, and sign up for the email list. You'll be the first to know when new things arrive, new discount codes, new stories, everything. So go ahead, visit writtentospeak.com and writtentowear.com as well and sign up for the email list. Last thing, if you haven't yet left a rating or review for the podcast, go ahead, take a second to do so. That would be a huge help to us. All right, enough of all of that. Here is episode 38 with writer, poet, all-around good guy, Kyle G. Jones. Uh, but to be honest, man, I really don't know how to start like a podcast interview. It always just sounds weird to be like, and now I'm here with Kyle G. Jones. Yeah. But well, am, are you are you going to do I'm, like a, a setup? Yeah, uh, th- there's already been a setup. I've already been like, and here's, and this is episode. Yeah, like the, what you like an G. introduction Jones. that you'll do yeah. kind of like by yourself or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, and then it's a little music. And then here's Kyle G. Jones. Yeah. Well, I mean, some of it could be. I always, whenever I'm listening to a podcast and they do an interview and they do this like nice lengthy introduction and they tell you who they're going to meet and then they introduce them again after like the music, it's kind of like, yeah, you can kind of just skip over all of the intro stuff as if, right. I, a lot of times they're recorded after the fact, so I understand, but it's like, <laughs> you, you just told me who this guy was. Why are you going to like introduce them again? And there's a good chance <coughs> that I've already, I've already told everybody who you are. But yes. why don't you say it again? Like, who are you? What do you do? What's life yeah. like for you these days? Yeah, that I don't mind saying. But I mean, like they say, oh, and now I'm with. I, I know <laughs> you just told me in the introduction that you're interviewing this person. It's also kind of the same way when you like uh, when you get introduced to like speak at something and they're like, mm-hmm. and this is it. And then you get like, hey, everybody, I'm Tanner. But like, we, they're like, we, we know that, you know, but it feels weird for me not to be yeah. the person who introduced like says, hello, this yeah. is who I am. You know, it's just yeah. kind of strange sometimes. Anyways, 
this is the podcast and you're here on it. Um, well, Kyle, welcome back to the show. You were a guest on episode eight, where we talked a lot about haiku poetry and you shared some haikus. And that was a really fun episode. And I feel like the podcast has come a long way since then. So you coming back onto the show, it's just another another staple of, of change and time. And I'm glad you're here. But we're here to talk about Advent. Advent. You released an Advent devotional uh, called the Sinner Saint Devotional, Advent and Christmas. Uh, you co-wrote it with Kathy Morales, and it's published by 1517. So let's just talk a little bit about Advent today. I want to hear more about the book and the writing process. Uh, but to begin, why don't you go ahead and say hello, introduce yourself to the fine folks who are listening to the podcast. Yeah, well, if you somehow tuned in into like four or five minutes into this podcast, you may have missed it, but my name is Kyle Jones. And I'm a director of faith formation at a church in Brookfield, Wisconsin, up in the upper north, I guess, the great white north, depending on how far south you live. And so what I do there is I work with students and their families and we, you know, teach them the gospel. And, you know, I guess you could say youth pastor, but I don't use that term. Um, It's a little (laughs) bit bigger than just youth pastor stuff for me anyway. Um, so uh, on the side, um, right, I do a bunch of writing and I do some poetry stuff. And um, it was an awesome experience to be able to write uh, the Sinner Saint devotional Advent and Christmas. Kathy and I also wrote a previous one for the season of Lent called the Sinner Saint Lenten devotional. It was our first book that came out in 2019, I think already. So this was kind of like a natural sequel, but it's not really a sequel, you know, <laughs> It's the first thing people ask when you do a Lenten devotional. It's like, oh, are you going to do one for Advent? I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll get around to it. Yeah. Is there, it did take us any, a little bit while. Are there any other devotionals that you guys are going to write? Like you did Lent, you did Advent, like, so like a summer one? <laughs> well, I mean, we've, we have thought about it. So a little bit, I guess, about the title of this book and the previous one. So at 1517 Publishing, there are three devotionals that kind of have the sinner saint devotional title attached to them. The very first one that they did was 60 days in the Psalms. And they had um, a bunch of folks who are connected with 1517 and some that are friends of 1517, write Devotions on the Psalms. And so Kathy and I, when we wrote the Lenten devotional had actually done it for a previous project that you got to be a part of with us um, mm-hmm. called the gospel economist. Um, yep. And so right before that kind of shifted gears and we moved away from that, Kathy's like, hey, we should write a devotional for the Gospel Economist for Lent. And I was like, all right, that was a good idea. And then January rolled around of that year. I think it was 2018. um, And we hadn't really written a whole lot of stuff. And Lent was like February 3rd that year. So like, right, let's get going. So we kind of motivated ourselves, put together an email list so that people could sign up to receive it for free as a PDF. Um, and so that was kind of how we got started on the very first form in that. And so when we submitted that um, with some updates to 1517, um, they kind of brought it under that Sinner Saint title. And so we got the Sinner Saint Latin devotional. And now we have this one, the Sinner Saint devotional Advent and Christmas. For those who are listening, who are trying to, who are racking their brains and being like, I know the word Advent, but what is the season of Advent? <coughs> Since you wrote a book about it. Just yes. give like a, a little brief description of, hey, this is what Advent is. Yes. So um, Advent is a season in the church calendar. If you haven't heard of the church calendar before, it's 
not like a big official thing, but you know, there's a whole bunch of different kind of calendars in the world. There's the one that's like January to December, but there's also like the school year calendar, which is August, September, depending on which part of the country you live to May or June. And, but the church also kind of has a calendar that it uses to help people live within the rhythm of Christ's life. And so Advent is the beginning of that, of the church calendar. Mm -hmm. So it usually starts four Sundays before Christmas day. And um, that usually falls on the last Sunday of November. And um, this year, that's what it happens to do. Christmas day also happens to fall on a Sunday this year. Um, Excuse me. So there's usually four Sundays in Advent and that lead up to Christmas. And the whole goal of Advent is to prepare for Christmas. And the way that most at least in American culture, celebrates Christmas is it, it's just like here. You you like you don't prepare for Christmas and then celebrate it. You prepare for Christmas by celebrating it. So like you know, on August third, on October thirty first at sundown, wherever you live, the candy comes off the shelf in the orange and black bags, and the candy in the red and green bags goes up, and <laughs> Christmas lights and all of the other stuff that's kind of been waiting in the wings to come out into the seasonal section of whatever store you like to shop at, except for Hobby Lobby. Hobby Lobby already has Christmas stuff out. In the They're ready to July. go. They are yes. ready to go. Um, that's when, that's how like culture kind of celebrates and Christmas mm-hmm. is just like, we prepare by just doing it. It's just there. Yeah. Um, and so there's other things, of course, that go into that for at least on yeah. the cultural side of Christmas, trees, lights, decorations, parties, presents, all the other stuff you're prepared to do. But it's kind of like, Christmas music, do it. Like Mm -hmm. just start celebrating and that's how you prepare. Whereas the church has a season called Christmas, which is 12 days after Advent. And then Advent is kind of preparing for that. So we look back at what Christ has done. We kind of look at some of the prophecies and pictures that are painted in scripture of promising Jesus to come in the first place and what that looks like and the lead up to that. And then when Christmas day arrives, Christmas Eve, depending on how your church goes about celebrating Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. Um, then we get to Christmas, which is there. So this is one of the reasons why we also put Christmas on there uh, because it's such a, the season of Christmas in the church moves so fast. It's sometimes you only get one Sunday. And so if you're away um, visiting other family members and you don't go to church the Sunday after Christmas Day, um, by the time you get back to your church, the season of Christmas is gone, is done. By January 6th, Christmas is passed, and we're moved on to another Christ, uh, church season called Epiphany, which we won't jump into now. No. Um, you don't have you don't have a centered saint devotional for that just yet. We thought about it, but Epiphany is a hard <laughs> season to write for. the The number of days in Epiphany moves around. Um, yeah. It does in Advent too, but only within a span of a week. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> if so, this year, if somebody gets this book, they will have a chance to actually read all of the devotions in this book because Christmas Day falls on a Sunday. So that means that the fourth Sunday in Advent has all seven days ending on Christmas Eve. Um, so we wrote it so that you can use it every year. So this is not one of those buy it. it yeah. It's got the dates on there. It's so you, you mm-hmm. buy it once and then you don't have to buy another copy for yourself unless you lose it. And you can just right. use it every year. So one of the things yeah. Kathy and I really enjoy doing is creating a resource that you can come back to and mm-hmm. read again and again. One of the things that I, I love about this season of Advent is is it does kind of it invites you to slow down and to to wait 
with hope. And I know as, as I got to read through this devotional and I, and I meant to do beforehand, like it was really weird to like try to read through the devotional, like in a couple of days rather than taking yeah. it a day at a time. But I mean, <laughs> the, the way that it was written, it was written for you to just kind of read it. You know, you sit with mm-hmm. it. Uh, and for me, usually it would be like in the morning, I'll sit with the devotion and just kind of think about it throughout the day. Um, but it is this Advent is this beautiful season of, um, of waiting with hope and you just mm-hmm. kind of draw closer to, to the day that the, uh, the celebration of Christmas while celebrating all along. And you guys do a great job of capturing that in this, in this devotional. Uh, but I want to ask, was it, was it weird to, to write an Advent devotional, not during Advent? Cause I got to imagine like as a, as a, as a poet, as a, as a writer as well, like it's easy for me to write about what's happening mm-hmm. currently, but like, since it's fall right now, like I'm going to struggle to write about, spring or summer like i just can't like i just can't do it so was that weird for you to to write about advent when it wasn't advent um kind of it kind of went on and off so i mean we were our our first book in 2000 came out in 2019 um and from there we're like all right we're gonna like we'll spend the next advent christmas season that's when we'll do all the writing we'll get into the season of it and we'll be in the feel and the mood of Advent and Christmas and we'll kind of like knock this out and we'll submit it after we get pretty much a large portion of it, or if not all of it written as we had with our first book, since it was already written when we submitted it. Um, and then, you know, things got busy as they always do at Christmas. And so a year went by and then another year. And then finally um, in 2021, Kathy and I finally got our act together. And at a certain spot, we just kind of had to, to do it. We, so there was parts of it that were kind of weird because we had to submit it in like April right before or after Easter, I think. And so that kind of actually helped more than more than one would think because the seasons of Lent and Advent are um, like Advent is oftentimes kind of a mini Lent. And for those who like we were talking about the Advent season as a preparation for Christmas, Lent is a church season that prepares one for Easter. And so it's there's a lot of similar moods and tones between Lent and Advent. And so there was a lot of, it was easy for us to kind of, there's a lot of the devotions that were very easy to come by and to think through because the mode and the mood was the same um, in a way that we, we don't often think about. Um, But I mean, the goal of our Advent and Christmas devotional is to take the focus off of all of the preparation that, the season of Christmas from the outside just tells you to do and do. You got to be prepared like this. You got to have this. You got to have the right gifts. You got to have the right amount of food. You got to have the right amount of money in your bank account. You got to have the right number of lights. They all have to work. They have to all go up easy. The tree has to look just right and be, I can't remember the term. I'm just going to say quaffed. It has to be quaffed just right and fluffed. I think that's what it is. The tree has to look just right. Um, and all of this other stuff and like just, just so much you do this and then Christmas mm-hmm. will be perfect. Um, whereas the whole reason, I mean, yes, Jesus is the reason for Christmas. I'm not going to stop whoa. at that. No, yeah. Jesus is the reason for the season. Come on, Kyle. You know. The- yeah. You know yeah. Well, and so towards the end of our the very last devotion in the book brings up this phrase um, and it tries to kindly move us beyond that phrase. So mm-hmm. that's a teaser for yep. you if you really want to know what it looks yep. like, what what we think about that phrase. Kindly, <laughs> well, uh, I, you can I, you can buy the de- I, <laughs> excuse me, you can buy I, the devotion and then uh, I kindly agree and read you, it. By the way, yes, we um, can move on from that. 
Yes. No. And that's, but the whole point is not just like when we say Jesus is the reason for the season, what we, what we fail to do is say what that really means because everybody's mm-hmm. idea of Jesus ends up being a little bit different. Is he just like mm-hmm. some random holy guy your grandma prays to? Is he like your personal Lord and savior? Is he your um, guru, your moral teacher? Yeah. Like, what does that mean? Well, Jesus came to do a very specific thing. He did a lot of stuff, but his specific thing was to die for the sins of the world so that we could be forgiven. And that's the essence of the gospel. Jesus doesn't say that what I'm doing is for us or for you, then we miss the point. So that's what we mm-hmm. try to redo, try to focus yeah. on in this uh, Christmas yeah. Advent devotion is Jesus work for us um, and how that plays out in the Old Testament readings that are often um, that are often read in churches on Christmas, stuff from Isaiah, some of the other stories like um, the birth narrative of John the Baptist and the angels when they come to the shepherds and Mary, of course, and Joseph and all of the other things that often talk about Christ as being a uh, being God in the flesh and what that means for us. Yeah. So <coughs> why, why write an Advent devotional when there are already a bunch available? Yeah. It's kind of a weird question, but like there are a lot of Advent devotions that are out there and available. And there's some that are really yeah. good and some that we've never heard of before. Um, but, but why, but why add, I don't want to say add another one, but why create something that's already been created again and again? Um, Yeah. I think our focus is to make sure that there is an Advent Christmas devotion. One that puts kind of the two together since you're kind of leading up to stuff. And that time after Christmas and the week after Christmas and before New Year's is kind of like that dead week where people are floating around and you have like no sense of time anymore. Um, So why not? put something into somebody's hands that can keep reminding them of why they put in a lot of effort um, to celebrate things with their family. But also um, we wanted to make sure that there was an Advent Christmas devotion that focused on the gospel. So many times there's, there's a lot of good stuff going on in the beginning of Luke and Matthew's gospels, which have the birth narratives of Jesus and so on. But sometimes they get kind of divorced from the, the purpose for Jesus coming, or it gets very short changed. And they'll say it and kind of save it for, oh, well, this is why Jesus came. So here's the Christmas day devotion. And then it's kind of done. And you kind of go back to being tired and burnt out on celebrating Christmas. And you're like, I just want to put everything away now that it's December 26th. Um, Just be, I'm going to be done with Christmas now. Um, We wanted to make sure that the gospel was present in every single devotion. And so um, for those who want to know what the book looks like on the inside before you maybe purchase it or look into getting it each day has its own devotion. That's two to three pages in the size of the book that it is. I mean, it's really one page in a word document. Um, There's an opening scripture in there that you can use that we use kind of as a launching point. We often Kathy now refer to it as kind of like the driving scripture. It like sets the kind of the theme or the focus of the whole devotion. Um, Then there's a prayer at the end, and then there's a suggested reading if you want to read more. And it's oftentimes just an expanded context of what what we offer from the driving scripture. Yeah, it's it's very... um... It's very simple in a beautiful way. And that's kind of one of the things that like, uh, like kind of with like writing poetry and haiku poetry, it's like, here's, we're going to offer you something that hopefully you can kind of hold in your hands and carry throughout the day. Something that you can keep coming back to again and again, to be, to be reminded of hope, to be reminded of the promises of God, to be reminded that, uh, of Jesus's work 
for us. And I mean, I, I have nothing bad to say about the devotional. Like I wrote an endorsement <laughs> for it. I thought it was really, really good. Uh, but, yes. you know, for those who are like, I don't know, like, do I really need, do I really need this? I, I, first of all, I would say, I think that you, you do. Uh, because what this book does and what a lot of devotionals do is it, it, it kind of allows you to just sit and to be into, into, um, to, to hold close and to hold fast the promises and the truth of God in a world that is heavy and crazy and chaotic, especially, especially in really the, you know, the season, the month of December. Um, so, so why walk through an Advent devotional like this? It's a good question. Uh, I mean, Sometimes things are so busy. Like, this Advent devotion is not going to solve anybody's busyness problems. In fact, what, oh, by saying, hey, go buy, go, buy, you don't. <laughs> go buy this book, what I'm really saying is, hey, add one more thing to your list of things to do in Advent. Um, okay. But what it can do, I think, and what our hope is, is that it would give people a chance to slow down. I mean, you you know, you know, wrote a whole book about slowing down, mm-hmm. um, which is a fantastic poetry book that I would encourage anybody to get. And that can be just as much an Advent-style devotion um, because if there's any time in society that speeds up, it's really November to December 25th. Yep. And sometimes after, if you still have to celebrate Christmas after Christmas day with your family, because you have to travel or not, everybody can be there and schools are out, but things don't really slow down all that much. Um, this could give you a reason to slow down just enough. It could also be the last Advent Christmas devotion you ever buy. I mean, if you want to think there about you, it that way, you know, one and done. Well, and I, and I, and I think like, and, and it's kind of, I think what we're hinting at and what kind of the season of Advent invites you to do is it invites you to really focus in on what's, um, I don't want to say important, but like, what is the most important? Cause a lot of things that we do during the season of Advent, that, that that's important and it matters and it matters to other people, whether that's like, you know, doing all the, 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 I would say normal Christmas, Christmas mm-hmm. holiday season things, which is, you know, giving gifts and, you know, uh, eating together, all those, all those things. But like what a, a devotional like this does is it, is it really invites you just to kind of draw away and sit and to be, and mm-hmm. it's by yourself. And I'm sure many people will do this kind of as a family where it's like, an after dinner meal or, all right, we're going to go, you know, what's, you know, what's today's Mm -hmm. Advent devotion um, for the day, but to allow us to kind of pull back from the crazy, the chaotic um, Mm -hmm. and and just kind of like the weirdness of the season and to just, you know, trust what is to come and what is happening to, to remember that there is hope in a season of waiting to remember that that peace is on the way and that Mm -hmm. something good is, is taking place. Um, and to come back to those uh, beautiful biblical truths um, that we so often tend to forget when yeah. we have a to-do list. And at, like you were saying, like the to-do list in the month of November and December is ridiculous. I'm not looking forward yeah. to it. And I try to be that. I'm trying to be that person who's like, oh, we don't need to do that kind of stuff. We don't need to do it. Like no gifts, no nothing, <laughs> even though it's kind of important, you know. <laughs> so what's your, what's, your, uh, what's your hope for for people when they get this devotional? I mean, the biggest hope is that they would hear the gospel so much mm-hmm. of it. And we, we kind of talked about it a little bit or harped on it a little bit more than maybe than what it could be perceived that like all the other stuff we do is kind of a negative, but like giving mm-hmm. gifts is important. Um, finding the right gift is a good thing for somebody mm-hmm. putting thought into your gift that you're going to give to all, all the gifts you're going to give to all of the people in your life that you plan on. Like, that's a good thing. 
Mm-hmm. Um, what ends up happening, though, because we are creatures that long after something that's bigger than ourselves, is we end up just feeling guilty and pressure um, that our own worth depends on how good we a job we do at throwing the family Christmas party, um, the gifts we get for the, this coworker and our children, or the the time in which it takes us to put up Christmas lights and take them down afterwards or whatever. Like so many times just a lot of what ends up happening is there's just this guilt feeling of inadequacy that comes from the list, not because the list is bad, but because we put an outsized amount of value on accomplishing those things. Right. Saying, well, the Christmas was great this year. You know, I didn't miss out any of the kids Christmas parties for the school plus the ones they have for sports and some of the games. I got them all the right gifts. We're going this place and we're going to get there on time. And then, you know, throw one wrench in and all of a sudden everything that you've already done has been destroyed because you couldn't make it to so-and-so's house at the right time because of snow or whatever. And all of a sudden we just get like all of a sudden the whole point of Christmas, the thing we need to remember And the thing that all the other stuff is often pointing to um, that gets thrown out the window. And so our hope is that this Advent devotion can be that thing that speaks to you daily, that you don't have to be enough, that the gospel is true for you, that Jesus loves you, even if you suck at picking up gifts, even if you um, don't know what you're going to make for Christmas Day, except for maybe on December 23rd, and that you know, you don't look forward to sitting again with family around your table because maybe you have some difficult people in your family. Like Jesus loves you and your sins are forgiven even then. Um, but we need to hear it again and again. Our brain does not tell us that thing. And even if it does, it's kind of like, yeah, you know, I heard that Jesus did die for some sins. Um, but I certainly don't feel forgiven right now. And, and that's because we need somebody from the outside to tell us again. And our hope is that this devotion can play a small role in that, whether you're reading it to yourself or reading it with your family. Mm -hmm. Well, again, it's a, it's a fantastic book and you can find it on Amazon and on 1517.org. It's available now. We're we're releasing this on November 21st and Advent begins on November 27th. So you have a great couple of days to order it (laughs) and to get it. Uh, But anyways, Hey, Kyle, thank you so much for for joining the podcast and for sharing a little bit about this incredible devotional and kind of the heart behind it. Um, Is it too soon for me to say Merry Christmas? Depends on your rules. For a while there, we did have a rule in my house where it was no Christmas before Thanksgiving. Um, uh, Since since we've had a kid, um, it's a little bit harder to do that. And all of a sudden you turn around and you're like, oh, I'm going to go get some stuff. And all the Christmas stuff is gone because everybody (laughs) bought it after Halloween and before Thanksgiving. (laughs) Well, we're recording this on October 21st, a whole month before this podcast even releases. It's not even Halloween yet while we're recording this, but yet, Kyle Jones, Merry Christmas. Happy Advent. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the Walk a Little Slower podcast. Special thank you to Kyle G. Jones for joining us on this episode. Make sure to check out the show notes so that you can get your copy of the Sinner Saint devotional, Advent and Christmas. Again, Advent is about to begin, so you're going to want to order that, mm, I don't know, like now. 
<laughs> but as always, you can find me online at writtentospeak.com or on Instagram at writtentospeak. And if you would like to support this podcast and my ministry, go ahead and visit patreon.com slash writtentospeak to become a patron. Your monthly donation will allow me to continue to spread hope and announce love through written and spoken word like this podcast. All right. Well, that'll do it for this episode. I will be back next week with a brand new episode and we're getting closer to a new year. You know what that means? Maybe you don't since this is the first year this has been a podcast, but I think we're going to change some things up. Maybe some new music. Hmm. We'll see. All right. Have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. Walking Backward into Christmas, a devotion for the first Sunday of Advent from the Sinner Saint devotional Advent and Christmas by Kyle G. Jones and Catherine Morales. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. Luke chapter 1, verses 68 through 69. Time has a hold on us. The lead up to Christmas, what the church calls Advent, has a way of bringing time's grip on us into the foreground. Time moves us in one direction whether we're ready or not. But time's power is limited. It can't dictate the direction we face. We are free to face backward as it pulls us forward. The season of Advent reverses our view to what has been as we move closer to what is to come. Evidence hangs on our Christmas trees. As we hang our ornaments, the 20-year-old childhood crafts, hand-me-downs from generations past, and gifts to mark special occasions, we pivot to face what has been as we move toward what will be. We prepare for the coming Christmas by looking back and remembering Christmas's past. Zechariah's song in Luke, also called the Benedictus, turns us around to rehearse the past promises of God in anticipation and hope of God's imminent work in Jesus. God spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from of old that we should be saved from our enemies, to show the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath that he swore to our father Abraham. Luke chapter 1 verses 70 through 73. In Advent, we turn to face God's ultimate salvific act of remembrance in Jesus' incarnation, death, and resurrection. Zechariah also points to a future hope. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give knowledge of salvation to his people in the forgiveness of their sins. Luke 1, 76 and 77. Likewise, as we face backward toward Christ's work for us, we look over our shoulders at what is to come. We have this knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of sins now, but we await a time when sin and darkness are no more. We hope for what Christ has promised, his second advent or his return. And our hope for the future is not without evidence. God's acts of mercy, love, and salvation on our behalf, which he showed us most fully in the incarnation, life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, the Word made flesh, are delivered to us in word and sacrament. The season of Advent turns us around to walk backward into Christmas. We face the work of Christ's first coming as we anticipate his return. Heavenly Father, we are poor, miserable sinners, undeserving of the riches of your kingdom. Yet while we were still sinners, you promised to wash away all our sin. 
we give you thanks for the grace given to us through the work of your Son. Be with us as we look back at your promises fulfilled in Christ and given to us in baptism and communion. Amen. <laughs>